Uh, yeah, morning, Viney. Um, well, well, I'm not a football expert, as you know, but um, uh, certainly any of the people that I've spoken to said that was no red card. And um, it's not even one that was actually in the heat of the moment because you can understand that the referee um, uh, in a fast-paced game make, makes a call and, and, and gives a red card, but that was a VAR decision. So we've had issues with that. We've had issues with the VAR uh, last season and this season, and I think we have to look higher up the food chain. Um, you know, the uh, the referees have bosses, um, and, and the referees associate, uh, the referees assessor has a boss, and but those are the guys who should be accountable for this. And it is an, it is imp- impacting the game. You know, um, football is a business. You know, I've spent 30 years in financial markets dealing with regulators, and one of the things that you demand from them is consistency and clarity. And we don't get that uh, with the referee, and there needs to be accountability. And the FFA should be accountable for this, and they're not. What form would you like that accountability or greater accountability to take? Well, if I look at it, a ref, we, we get inexperienced referees, okay? So I think there is a bias, a clear bias against the Phoenix. Um, referee last night. He goes out, tries to do a job. He doesn't pick which games he gets, but he's 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 ref twenty one games in four or five years, I think, in, in, in the A League. Eight of those games have been against the, uh, have included the Phoenix. Now that's that's a it's not not on a not statistical anomaly. It's a, a, it's a statistical bias. Um, the referees assessor Ben Wilson, the referees boss, he selects the referees. How do you get an inexperienced ref who's done 21 games in four years? How is it that he ends up refereeing the Phoenix eight times? <clears throat> there is a bias there, and at some stage, uh, uh, the FFA have to go. Okay, we need to we need to fairly allocate the referees. We don't get the experienced referees, and it impacts our games. So I think you have to see that. The second is is that. Um, which the clubs have all demanded is the FFA needs to invest more money into referees. We have some full-time referees now, but you've got to do the same with the um, uh, with the assistant referees. And you know, frankly, at the moment, I don't know why they're called assistant referees because they don't assist the ref. They they are they are linesmen or lines people, you know, but no more than that. And that's we should we should go back to calling them until such time as actually that they do start making decisions and do start actually actually um, you know assisting the ref. But in the end, if if you, know, if you take it from a player point of view, players make mistakes. We get that. Referees make mistakes. Players make mistakes. And if you make a costly mistake or you make stupid mistakes, eventually the coach coach drops you. That then flows back to uh, the fact that the coach is held accountable. And ultimately, if the coach doesn't perform, he gets, he gets dropped. The same has to happen with the referees. If the referees continue to make mistakes, if the VAR analysts continue to make mistakes, at some stage you've got to look higher up the chain. So who's accountable for this? And are they the people that should get dropped? Just to clarify, so you believe that when referee assignments are done and there are inexperienced referees who, of course, have to gain experience by officiating more games, do you believe that there's a uh, there's a move to assign Wellington Phoenix games to those referees? I think that there is a bias against the smaller clubs in terms of the way the referees are allocated, and I think we definitely get um, the more ex- inexperienced referees. So I say this guy last night, 21 games over four or five years, eight against the Phoenix. That's, that's not a... You know, how do you explain that? 
why should we be why should we be the testing ground? We're trying to run a business here, and these decisions cost us money. Mark Redan said afterwards he thought every decision in the second half went against the Phoenix as well. That's not down to an experience. That's just a, a view of his. Did uh, did you agree? Did you think there was a lot of whistle against Wellington last night? Well, you know, if you look at it, until the red card, we, we were certainly dominating possession. We were the dominant team. Uh, it's the best performance we'd put on the park all season. I think that the guys played really well, and you know, I think Mark did a fantastic job getting the team up. Um, and so I think at, at half-time, the stats were, you know, we were close to well over 60% possession. But in the end, there were 18, 18 fouls against us, um, four, five cards in the end to their 15 and two cards, and yet we were the dominant side. So even from a, from a straight statistical point of view, um, um, we were more heavily penalised, okay? even though we were the dominant team for the majority of the match. I think the second thing is that if you look at the stats, we get, they won more of their penalties in the attacking half than we did. So, so there is a bias there. And it does impact the way the game flows. Uh, it definitely impacts the way the game flows. But I think if you look at, you know, we had a clear-cut penalty denied in the first half. That goes to the VAR, and and, and VAR says that's that's fine. But if you if you if you're a player and you're dragged down by the arm, that is a penalty anywhere on the park. The fact that uh, uh, sorry, it's a free kick anywhere on the park. The fact that it happened in the box makes it a penalty. There were 33 free kicks, I think, in the game. How is that not, not, not a free kick? How is that different to the other 33? So, you know, again, you have this technology and then the people that are using it aren't being held accountable properly. So what's the, uh, what's the, the move then for you, Rob? Uh, do you raise your concerns with Ben Wilson or do you have to go higher? Do you have to go to, to Greg O'Rourke, the head of the A-League? What's the, what's the move now? It's a waste of time raising it with Ben Wilson because nothing happens. So you just get fobbed off. So yeah, absolutely, you go to go to Greg, um, but he he's got he's got to, he's got to do something, and and we just don't see enough action um, because it's not just us; it's a constant. And one of the things that I think that, that all the clubs will do when we move to an independent A League, which in my view can't happen quick enough, is that we will invest. We will make sure that more money is invested in lifting the refereeing standards. Will actually take it seriously, so I think that will I think that will be an important change in terms of the way the new league is run. And just on last night's performance, um, oh, I thought it was the best the Phoenix have played for quite some time. You would have been pleased with, uh, and you alluded to it earlier, with the way that Mark Rudown uh, got a side up for uh, for last night after three successive defeats, Rob. Yeah, I mean, you know, Perth are a good team. I mean, they're unbeaten. Um, and, and and they do play well, and and they've got you know, they've got a really good side. They've got a, you know, a side with a much bigger checkbook than us, that's for sure. So um, uh, I thought Mark set the team up really well. He's you know tactically, he obviously had it, and, and I think the boys played really really well. And we had you know we had the diversity. We lose goalkeeper early on, uh, but the boys just got in there, and and it was and, and you know we moved the ball. They looked really confident on the ball. Um, it was it was a really really pleasing result, you know, ruined by some incompetent officiating.
And just on the Independent A-League, finally, that, that's something that, uh, that is obviously in the, uh, in the works now. Um, what are you hearing around expansion and, and, uh, in, the, in the short term, Rob? Do you think that will have to wait until the new Independent A-League is set up, or might we see that expansion in the 2019-2020 season? I think you have you have to get um, uh, you have to determine the structure for the new A League before you expand. So, to me, it makes absolutely no sense to expand the A League and then and then you know, before you've determined what the new league will look like. The new league working group um, has to come up with its its uh, concept for the new league by the end of March 2019, and I think it would make sense for the FFA to go, right, we will delay uh, expansion until such time as we determine what the, uh, what the new A-League will look like. Uh, and that, that, to me, is just absolute common sense uh, because a key part of this is how do you, how do you um, uh, build a financially self-sustaining uh, league? And part of that is you need a reallocation of the commercial assets. You need a, a, a reallocation of commercial assets away from the FFA ownership back to the clubs, and you need a fair allocation of the revenue that's generated by the A-League. The clubs do not get a fair allocation of revenue. Now, if you're going to do that, or you need to do that before you can determine whether or not you can sustain extra clubs in the league. Um, so attempting to expand um, um, uh, the A-League before you've determined how you're going to run the A-League is, is to me, you know, that, 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 that just, there is no business rationale for doing that. Um, I think the other thing is that I think the, the whole expansion process, the way the FFA are running it is flawed. They have not gone out and determined the best places for these expansion teams. They've simply said, we want to expand, so you, you, know, you, you come in and bid. And it is far too much driven by the fact, well, it looks like it is driven by the fact that they are trying to maximise the dollars, not uh, we're trying to make the best decision around where these franchises should be located.